0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
0: I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Friday, and I'm here with Anna Navarro, and we just finished up her birthday show. This is Behind the Table. All right, happy birthday, Anna Navarro. Thank you. Belated, belated birthday.
2: It's always belated. You know, that happens to all Christmas babies. So my birthday is actually December 28th, which falls right in between Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. So basically, you always get one gift, if that, uh, everybody forgets, everybody's busy thinking, first of all, everybody's bankrupt because they've spent all their money on exactly uh, on Christmas gifts. Everybody's wondering, or, and hungover, or on vacation, wondering what they're doing on New Year's. So frankly, it's very, very nice of you to celebrate it when we come back.
0: I have, a, uh, I have a friend, the only thing worse than I think having your birthday right around Christmas is being married to someone who does. So I have a friend who has a, a, a wife who's got a birthday on January 2nd. And he just every year, he's like, you know, I, I used up every idea I had for Christmas. I got nothing left. He calls me in a panic uh, two days beforehand. Well, what do my, you got? my yeah.
2: husband is January 3rd.
0: OK, so you know that. So, so. I'm yeah. December
2: 28th and he's January 3rd, which makes us both Capricorns, but makes us both kind of like a little bit uh, feeling like, OK, nobody's paying attention to us because everybody's skiing or on vacation or... Dealing with their children who are not in school, it's a lot.
0: I saw a great meme with the uh, the wise men coming up to uh, baby Jesus, and, and the caption said, "Just so we're clear, this is for both Christmas and your birthday." <laughs> <laughs> which I was pretty good. Uh, I have a uh, I have a late August birthday, uh-huh. uh, August thirtieth, which means we're not back at work yet. Always, and I get, uh, com- you know, no one notices my birthday. The staff was very good to me, but, uh, you know, you guys don't even know when I get a
2: birthday. I will tell you, though, the older I get, the more, the happier I am for not to be noticed on yeah, my birthday. Yeah, no, I get
0: that. I get that. I'm sure uh, I'm coming up on a big one in a couple of years, and I won't want that one noticed. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the, this birthday celebration, because we had some of your favorite drag queens. I know you have many, but some of your favorite drag queens from the R House in Miami flew in for a special birthday celebration. Why was it cool and important that they were here today?
2: Well, you know, we I think we all know the attacks uh, on the LGBTQ community, the attacks on the drag queen community in particular that we've seen in the last couple of years. Uh, folks have used drag queens, have used LGBTQ as a political pawn to get people riled up and outraged. And the R House in particular is very close to my heart. It's in Miami. It's in Wynwood. Um, and it's the drag place, it's the drag brunch that the DeSantis administration has tried to close down. They have been under attack and they've been targeted by the DeSantis administration for over a year. It cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend themselves. They finally ended up settling. And um, and I just think, you know, it's something that was very calculated by DeSantis to try to make himself more appealing to folks in places like Iowa, to the right wing as he was preparing to run for president. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked because it's stupid. And people wanna talk about foreign policy and they wanna talk about the environment and they wanna talk about immigration and they wanna talk about the economy and they wanna talk about issues that we all care about. And going after drag queens doesn't solve any of our issues.
0: No, (laughs) definitely does not. Um, but it was great for them to be here today, and you were made the godmother of the R House. That's pretty good.
2: They call me. They call me Tia Anna,
0: uh-huh.
2: Auntie Anna. Um, I go there a lot. I take. Uh, I take folks when they're uh, in town. Uh, I take them there. I took Sarah. I remember that. Um, I and was will there too at one point. No, we FaceTime. Oh, we FaceTime Whoopi. Whoopi. That's what it was. we took. I took uh, Billy Porter, who of course means so much oh, to uh, the community. He was there He's one royalty. weekend yeah. to do a, to do a book event. Mm-hmm. Um, I went just a couple of weeks ago with Eva Longoria when she was there, and you know, and I just think it's important to show support. I had my uh, bridal shower there. Oh, that's awesome! Um, and it was, you know, it's just it's fun. I try to support that community because I I not I can't stand it when people are used for political purposes and attacked for political purposes. And it's, and the LGBTQ community has been such a target for decades. Just leave them the hell alone. Honestly, they don't want to groom your children. Most of them don't even like children. They don't want children to be in the drag shows. Children don't tip. Children don't drink. Children don't make good drag uh, show clients. Yeah. So just leave them alone. Let's all, you know, just go out and be happy. And they're very incredibly talented.
0: Very talented. Also. Yeah, they had a great performance at the end of the show, and they brought some great food. So it was a good day. Um, and then the other part of the show today— Thank you.
2: Thank you to you and to Jamie Hammer yeah. for making that happen. Now,
0: Jamie Hammer and her team are a birthday uh, squad, and they do a tremendous job and uh, worked really hard on it. But it was great. Um, The other thing that happened on the show today, it was a bit of a a sharp turn, but we had uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard here, and that was really a compelling conversation and a little bit different than the kind we usually, the interviews we're usually doing here. What what did you take away from that? Do you feel sympathy? I mean, she's very compelling.
2: I don't know what I feel. I feel, I feel like, you know, I feel I'm riveted by the story. I feel shocked uh, that that could happen for so many years to someone in America, and just go completely unnoticed right that it just that it was allowed to happen for what 24 years mm-hmm. she said that to me is, is shocking um i you know i I wasn't prepared to feel sympathy for her because i mean she you know she she was frankly complicit in the murder of her mother she yes. planned it so on one hand you you kind of feel my god here i am having sympathy for somebody that that murdered their mom but her mother was a monster. Right. Her mother was a psychopath. Her mother was sick. Her mother was torturing her, uh, held her captive, didn't feed her, chained her to a bed, lied about her. I mean, it is insane. You know, I had um, I had read about, Ma- Ma- pr- pronounce it for me. I know I, this is hard for my Latino tongue to pronounce. Uh, Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy. By proxy. I had read about it. I don't think I'd ever actually... Heard it from somebody who suffered it yeah. uh, that way, and it's um, it's it's very um, sad. And again, I think it's an indictment on our society in a way that uh, medical people, that you know, teachers, that everybody was just fooled by this woman. I do think that it 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 aided her act, the mother's act, the fact that she was. She had uh, medical training. She had a nursing training. Yes. Yeah, so she, she was able to make up all these stories and all these symptoms and all these and things.
0: And have a little bit of of. How did you feel about booking her? I was conflicted about it. I have to be honest with you. We talked about it before the the uh, before the week. I certainly would have avoided having her on the show for your birthday if I could have helped it because it was an odd combination. But uh, the bottom line is it's so compelling. I knew you guys would have the kind of conversations that people at home would want to have with with this story. That you guys ask questions that are different than other people would ask. And for that reason I made the decision to do it. There were conversations that I had with people. Is it appropriate to have someone on like this and give them a platform? Um and it seems like it's a generational conversation in a lot of in a lot of ways, because there are people here I, I feel like the uh older staff felt very conflicted about it in a way that the younger staff didn't. The younger staff completely sympathized. The younger staff was wants to know every aspect of these lives and wants to know all about it. And some of the older people said like, oh no, no, she's involved in a murder. So it was, and when I say older, younger, I'm talking about like 35 being the cutoff and younger than 35, they were all in, older than 35, it was like, is this a good idea? Um, in retrospect, I'm very glad we did But it.
2: you know, if, if she had been, let's say an abused spouse,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Uh being beaten up uh by an abusive uh husband or whatever and he and killed the husband uh would she have gone to jail would that have been uh would that have been some you know somehow yeah. justified so i i mean this woman was tortured right. tortured for years and i think there's so much evidence of that she's, she's got the physical evidence she had you know she was sitting next to me she's missing most of her teeth yeah because because her mother made her take out the salivary glands. It rotted her teeth. She has no teeth. I mean, she she was made to have a feeding tube. The the mother shaved her head, pretended she had cancer. The things this poor girl underwent are, I think that if we wrote it as a Hollywood script, nobody would believe it.
0: For me, she's clearly a victim, but that doesn't mean she's a hero for what she did. I think she still did something wrong. I mean, the the biggest thing, and I, I had to, it was an uncomfortable laugh, but I had to laugh. Joy, who I think was completely sympathetic to her after hearing her, I don't think she started the, the interview that way, but after hearing her, found her so compelling that she felt the need to reassure her, oh, no, you didn't do something wrong. And then Gypsy had to turn to her and say, oh, no, I did. And Joy said, oh, the murder. Yes, of course. <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's clarify that. Joy Behar does not advocate for murder. We need but, a legal note. right? Yeah. We need, but um, you know what I was surprised by is uh, – how articulate she is, mm-hmm. and how she's smart. She's she seems clearly to smart. Be, she for what she's gone through, she seems to have processed it. I mean, you, you know, we just sat down with her for whatever she ten minutes. She was in minutes. jail a week ago. Yeah, she was a, She actually was released the day of my birthday, so I think it was actually very apropos. There you go. It worked. December twenty eighth. But I, um, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've got to think that her the emotional scars and the physical scars are going to be with her for uh, for the rest of her life.
0: Yeah, I think that's certain. Um, it, you
2: know what struck me?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, literally, I almost started, it really hit me when she said that the day of her mom's death anniversary, she plays her mom's favorite song. I do that too. I do that too. Because um, it's still her mom. It's still her mom. She
1: was a monster, but it was still her mom.
0: We'll be back in a moment.
1: Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/view. Just go to indeed.com/view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. indeed.com/view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify.
0: Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify, the global commerce platform that makes selling a breeze. Whether you're starting your online shop, opening your first physical store, or hitting a million orders, Shopify is your growth partner. Sell everywhere with Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. Turn browsers into buyers with Shopify's best converting checkout, 36% better than other platforms. Effortlessly sell more with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen? Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify start your success story today sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash view put it all in lowercase go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash
2: view this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups and breaking news Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
0: Speaking of your birthday again. Again. You were on holiday for your Uh birthday we talked about it on the show it was an incredible holiday tell us a little bit more about it so you you went with al to south africa and tell me more about some of the things you did why did you choose to go there
2: because i love africa this is my second time uh in africa and i have to say that the first time i went was for my honeymoon and i thought the the for me the idea of going to africa was completely kind of like out of reach and just overwhelming and it seemed like something that was incredibly exotic and just too hard to do. It's very far uh, from Miami. There's no direct flights. So it's 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 an effort to uh, get there. But when I went to Africa in 2019, I fell in love. The, I mean, there is nothing that compares to seeing zebras and giraffes and elephants in the wild. The, the sun sets in Africa. I cannot even begin to describe the people of Africa, the history. I think it really you know, helps you understand um, some of what's happened, what happens here in our history. When, you know, you go to some of the places where Africans were plucked out of their homes and their villages and their tribes and brought to the colonies and brought to America and brought to Central America as slaves. Um, It is incredibly significant for me to go to South Africa where in our lifetime, in our lifetime, it was in 1994 that apartheid was banned in South Africa. It used to be that blacks and whites could not be in the same places, could not frequent the same restaurants. Blacks had to have a card, carry a dumb card to allow them to go into certain neighborhoods. I mean, it it was truly horrifying. And so to see South Africa now integrated the way that it is, and I'm not gonna tell you that they don't have a host of problems. They've got corruption, they've got financial issues, they've got all sorts of issues, but it's it's a, um, it's a thriving, uh, the the tourism industry is thriving. I was at the waterfront in Cape Town on the last day, and you know what, you can't help, I, I said to Al, oh my God, do you realize, because there's blacks and whites and people from all over the place in the restaurants, I said, you realize that just, a few decades ago, this would not be happening. There would be no black people sitting at this restaurant. There would be no black people going uh, on this cruise. There would be, so, and I, I it, it made me think of what's happening in this country of trying to whitewash history mm-hmm. and not uh, adequately address uh, history, not wanna talk about slavery, not wanna talk about the scars that that's left in our country. We must talk about it. We must teach it to our children the people in South Africa cannot take for granted what happened there. You know, Nelson Mandela, the clerk, the Desmond Tutu, the archbishop, all those things. So I, um, it brings that home for me. And as I said on the show today, I was in South Africa when Nikki Haley got asked the question, what was the right. cause of the civil war? And it just hits differently. When you are in a, the cause of the civil war was slavery. And it hit me differently because I was in the continent where slaves uh, were taken from. Right. right. So it's, you know, it it really is uh, infuriating to see Republicans, uh, Republicans who should know better, Republican Nikki Haley should know better. Ron DeSantis should know better. Tiptoe around the issue of slavery for fear of offending, I guess, part of the base.
0: Now, uh, I followed a lot of your trip on social media and uh, you were prolifically posting, and it was really terrific to read. There was a little bit of uh, a controversy about you posting on social media because uh, one or two people said, like, you know, you're having such a great time, don't throw it in our face or something like that. And I thought your response to this was was interesting. T- tell me about this.
2: Well, first of all, I mean, how uh, how petty and hateful can you be I, I look at people posting about their vacations and their lives all the time. Some of the things I can afford to do, some of them I can't, and it doesn't make me uh, angry. Right. Uh, you know, I just think, oh, you know, how fun is that? Maybe I'll try to go there. Look, first of all, for me, travel is a huge part of my life. Sure, It expands my horizons. It teaches me uh, so much. And I think, um, I think people sometimes think that travel is more inaccessible than it is. No, there's different possibilities and different ways right. to travel. I was So I was on this cruise and uh, I met a woman there, uh, Brian, mm-hmm. who was retired, um, young, but retired. And she was on the cruise for something like, this is a 13, 15 day cruise or something. And she had paid like less than a thousand bucks. And I said, how'd you do that? She said to me, listen, I'm not a bougie traveler. <laughs> uh, I wait for last minute deals and I don't care what room I'm in as long as I'm on the ship. I met uh, in my last cruise, I met an older gentleman, elderly gentleman, who, whose children wanted him to sell his house and move into a retirement community, move into an old folks home. And he said to me, listen, in an old folks home, I'll be living in a small room, the food will be crap, They'll treat me like an invalid old man patient. Here, okay, I'm in a small room, but the food is great. I get to meet (laughs) new people. They call me sir. I get to see the world, and it costs me less than it would to be in a retirement community. I bet bet you being on a cruise costs less than going to Disney World.
0: You had me at being called sir.
1: Uh, Honestly, (laughs) I'll
0: I'll, I'll pay a lot for that. All right, well, it's your birthday, so of course I have to bring up the golden bachelor. Uh, The wedding was last night. It's your favorite topic. And one thing that shocked people was that a former bachelorette contestant proposed to his girlfriend at the wedding. Now, how do you feel about this? Is it bad wedding etiquette? Because we talked about it in the Hot Topics meeting. We didn't get to it on the show but you had a different opinion than most of the room.
2: I thought it was my birthday gift not to have to talk about the golden bachelor. Well, you you didn't really have to do it on the show. This.
0: So there we go. I don't but, uh, I mean <laughs> at your wedding if someone had proposed to someone else would you have been happy with for them would you have been annoyed how would you have felt?
2: I think listen I um, I think it was Nikki mm-hmm. uh, who, who works the social media who here The social us. media and who just got engaged.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not at anybody's wedding she got engaged yeah. properly it was her engagement. Yeah we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Okay. So I asked Nikki how she would feel about it if it happened uh, at her wedding. She said she thought it would be it was weird. But she also told me that these people whose names I don't know, and I don't know who the hell they are, Mm -hmm. who got engaged at this other wedding of these people whose names I don't know either. Mm -hmm. The golden bachelor, whomever he married, that the people who got engaged called the people who were getting married and said, is it okay if we do this at your wedding? And that they said, yes, look, this is televised. It's obviously part of the show. It uh, makes people, gives people something to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if it would have happened had it not been uh, televised. But if you uh, had the courtesy, the good manners to call the the, the people getting married and said, is this okay? And they said yes, then go ahead and do it. All right. You know? Yeah. I I mean, don't people throw bouquets and and garter bells and Sure, things? but that means like
0: you're next up. It doesn't mean like, you know, I'm taking the center of attention away so from actually, you. So actually,
2: when I was on the ship on the December 31st, so it's New Year's and it's that celebration, this um, elderly gentleman who must have been in his mid-late 80s got on one knee right at midnight and proposed to his girlfriend, who How was sweet. also an elderly uh, lady. So it was very sweet. So I think, I think if you can piggyback one celebration and another celebration... Take advantage of the fireworks and the music and the photographer yeah. and the flowers. Oh, yes. You know, that makes sense. All right. I like it. I like I'm a, it. I'm 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 all into uh, repurposing celebrations yeah, like
0: your birthday and Christmas. Right. It all goes together. Get it all. Knock it all out in one day.
2: Right. Like drag queens and murders. Exactly. All, let's, all, let's do it all in one day. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. Well, now and do you make New Year's resolutions?
2: Never, ever, ever. Yeah. I mean, it takes more time to make them than it does to break them. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly not making any this year. It's an election year. Uh, I have uh, no time to be making resolutions. Doesn't mean that I don't think I have things that I could change and should change and want to change. It means I'm realistic and I know that uh, that I'm not going to. I did try, I did think, I read a, I, I read an article uh before New Year's about uh, how some people were trying, you know, thought that maybe dry January was too much to ask for. Mm-hmm. So they were trying for damp January. So I thought, <laughs> you know, I might give this a shot. Damp January. Damp January. But then, like, I forgot. And so, and I was on the cruise. Oh, okay. And uh, where drinks are included. And yeah, the margaritas say, are yeah, really yeah, that, good. Yeah, it's not a good there, place yeah. for damp January. No. So I'm kind of wondering how many levels of, Humidity and moisture. There are before I get to a completely drunk January. So there's sure humid, humid January. Have you ever tried dry January? You know, I'm not the
0: biggest social drinker in the world. I drink. I go out with my wife. Probably. What do you
2: do? Drink alone? You're no, not a social drinker. You're I mean, an I'm anti-social drinker.
0: No, no I, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I am a social drinker. I'm not a come home and have a glass of wine at the end of the day kind of drinker. So if I go to a dinner with my wife on a, or I go out with some friends, I'll have a, I'll have a drink or two. But it's if I don't do it for a while, I don't notice it so much. So it's not that big a deal for me.
2: I actually never drink alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels a little like that to me is like the, the demarcation line. Yes, that's right? a, you've crossed something. <laughs> you've crossed a, a line that's very dangerous. So I never drink alone. I always drink when I'm out and when I'm, when I'm with friends. The problem is I'm out. A lot. <laughs> yeah, you're out more than anybody I know.
0: That's the difference. Yeah. I will say the only time I'll drink alone is if I'm watching football on Sunday, I'll have a beer. And,
2: oh uh, my God. And... Well, you know, I don't watch football. Yeah. Thank God, because if I was rooting for the Dolphins, I probably would. They're still I'll uh, be I've... drinking. Well, you know, actually, they <laughs> played on New Year's. Yes. And Al is a huge Dolphins fan. He's like a long suffering mm-hmm. Dolphins fan. And he was, that was not a good following one. The, uh, the game. He was so excited about it because I don't know, he kept talking about it. So it was a rough start of Mm -hmm. the new year for him with the Dolphins. Everybody got hurt. Yeah. I have no idea what happened, but he was in a a Mm -hmm. state.
0: All right. Well, given that you've given me the window, I'd like to announce that I won my Celebrity Fantasy Football League. No. I beat John Legend. I beat Darius Rucker. I beat 18 people. I am a champion of uh, Matthew Berry's uh, Guillotine League. And uh, how about that? Yeah. Are
2: you doing a Golden Globes uh, thing? Do I'd like, like
0: to. to? Yeah. Well, I, I put out on the text chat that I'd like to do a victory tour. and Maybe they could walk me out at John Legend's concert and David Spade's stand-up gigs, and I can just kind of wave to the audience, but nobody's taking the You know on John it Legend yeah.
2: has the same birthday I do, oh, December 28th, I did not as know does that. Gail King. So, uh, so it's a lot of... Suffering Christmas babies.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, I I defeated them all. All right. Well, Well,
2: thank you for today again.
0: Yes. Thank you, of course. Happy birthday, Anna. On Monday, Sonny will be joining me, and uh, you'll be back on the show, and it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you all for listening, and have a great weekend.
1: Behind the Table is executive produced by Brian Tetta. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shake, with production assistant Emily Darcy. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi, and the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro, Enza Dolce Nini, Josh Cohan, Ariel Chester, Frankie Perez, Audrey Mostek, and Dana Schaefer.